Another edition of the Bed the Juice Podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here as always. Today is Thursday, August 18th. Connor, we are eight days away from actual meaningful football games that we can bet on and watch with. Because I've been watching these preseason games and I know at the end of the day, they just don't mean shit. No, they don't. I mean, this I, This is my favorite time of the year. This is literally the last episode that we will be dis- without like actual games being played. Like Next week, we're going to be talking about week zero and giving out our picks. I'm so excited. And this is our actual first picks pod. Yeah, this, this is my season. favorite. Like The same thing we kind of... Basketball is a little different because we only do really one episode because we're just balls deep into college football mm-hmm. but this is my favorite like college football episode because it's all that hard work that we've done the research and just, we've honestly done something to make it even more contentious than it normally is for us because there's a lot of times that like during the heisman draft that we have all the coach and firing drafts that we did even though we're not doing that anymore like <laughs> we have this is gonna be a fun episode yeah, exactly. And again, like I, I think we've stressed it before. If you're just somebody that's getting into gambling, like mo- like early in the season, your money is made in the off season, in July, in June, doing the research, tracking transfers. Now, just because you had a prediction in June for a team A doesn't mean it's it came to fruition. Maybe something just didn't pan out, and you have to adjust on the fly. But these week one games, like you can't just look at what they did a year ago because especially in 2023 when everything's so interchangeable mm-hmm. and there's so many different circumstances that go on yeah in this era of college football like things change teams change rapidly over a whole off season they, oh yeah like i mean take colorado for instance how many oh transfers God. they bring in oh, more than most teams did so you could be like look colorado won what two games one game last year that they're gonna suck well now they might still suck, but they have Deion Sanders who just brought in a bunch of four- and five-star talent. So Exactly. You need to do research in the offseason. Like we said, this Colorado team would kick the shit out of last year's Colorado team. Oh, yeah. Two-touchdown favorite, to yes. say the least. Yes. So we're going to do, for today's episode, right, because next week we got picks, and that's the week zero games. Um, we're going to do our ultimate team draft, basically, where we are drafting units and building our team that we think will win the national title got win to or got a Heisman draft win totals just futures that we place for the rest of the year and then we're finally going to get to after breaking down all five major conferences what teams we think are going to be playing in January in the college football playoff exactly so the ultimate draft remember when we said we're going to flip a coin yeah Did you bring a n- coin n- uh 
because I didn't bring a coin. So I'm gonna have a trivia question for no, you. No, no, we are not. Nope, nope, nope. Because you already know. I, well, I, know I will make you pop. I will make you pause this. I will run out to my vehicle and go grab a coin. Because no, I'm not having some trivia. It's, it's a qu- trivia question. It's a good no, one. No, no, no. Because I know what you're trying to do. Because I know what pick you want, and you know what pick I want. I know. I honestly don't because I. It depends on like, do I think that you're gonna favor coaching players, like what position group? Because I'm like, yeah, the obviously the best player in college football who just won the Heisman Trophy a year ago. You would think be one of one, but how big is the gap from him to the next group, and the, so on and so forth? Or is there another group of another position? Is that a big gap? So I don't know. So I'm gonna ask you my trivia question. God damn it! I'll give you some hints. So. Georgia has won back-to-back national championships. Mm-hmm. Who is the last school? Or what is the last school to win three straight national championships? Minnesota. Fuck. <laughs> I thought that would be. Hard. I literally said that during the breakdown. All right, number one overall, we are starting off this draft with the Ohio State wide receivers. That was going to be my number one. That was going to be one of one, no matter what. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I could have literally any quarterback in my system, and I have Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Buka, and. A shitload of talent. I mean, Julian Fleming was the greatest rated wide receiver at a high school, and you haven't even mentioned him yet. Yeah, Julian Fleming, easy number three. Watch out for Carnell Tate. Watch out for Xavier Johnson jumping out there. No Rogers. I could keep going on and well, not on. Not to mention, like Fleming, if it, health is only has been the question. When he's on the field, he's been productive. And he was in the thing about him is he was such an in, insane track star. And the problem was when he was in high school, he played in a, for a high school team that ran the wing tee. So they're more of a run team, yet he was the number one wide receiver in his class. Obviously, it was a lot of projection, but I mean, it's with the talent that he's continually had to go up against. Like, even Mecca was the number one uh, wide receiver in his class. We have Jalen Ballard, who may be the fastest wide receiver out of all of him, and from Maslin, who, I mean, me being the Ohio State guy, like, Maslin, Ohio State wide receiver, all I think about is him being the next Devin Smith, which if you know what Devin Smith did for Ohio State in that national championship year, every time he caught a touchdown, they won. Yeah, I was at the Big Ten title game where he literally just the play call was either hand the ball to Zeke. Oh yeah, Cardell just in throw the a Wisconsin deep ball. game. Yeah, just throw a deep ball. Yeah, I mean, well, who better to throw a deep ball than fucking Cardell Jones? For real. <laughs> and I know I've said it on the podcast before, but still, going to a game as a neutral fan and seeing a fifty-nine to nothing game was the most like deflating feeling in the world. Like all I wanted to do was see a good game, and I'm pretty sure I took Wisconsin in the points. 59 rough, nothing. Rough. Um so this is gonna be interesting because there's only two of us. So like I know why there's receiver- no there's not really much strategy. So now like you could wait until the last pick because I think the wide, the wide receivers is pretty we there's a clear number two. Yeah. And yeah. I can just let that sit. Yeah. Uh, very unfortunate, but I if I did not get Ohio State wide receivers, there would have been a fight on this podcast. 
That's I, why I was worried about you fucking me with the damn trivia question. And I God said damn, I wanted. I literally to. heard that on the way in. I'm like, I'm gonna use this. There's no way this dummy knows this. I literally had it. I must went over my head. Yeah. Um, for my one on one, I'm gonna go Georgia's defensive line. That I like a team that is built in the trenches, and there's no defensive line that is better than Georgia. They keep putting guys in the NFL, and they just keep reloading, and that's the best defensive line in the country. And I think that is probably, in my opinion, the second most important position group in college football, in football in general. Is it somebody that can attack? It's a quarterback, and then who can get to the quarterback? Georgia's defensive line. So... I have basically, in my opinion, secured the number two player in college football, in my opinion, with Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm going to go for, instead of going for number one, I'm going to go for number three. And I will be taking the Georgia tight ends. Oh, that's a good one. So I get Brock Bowers. Yeah, that's... Checkmate. That's a tough one. That, I mean... Again, a clear number one here, and I think there's a clear number two as well, in my opinion. And again, it's weird because it's only two guys, and this is the first time we've done this, so like I can just wait. Yeah, it's the but same thing with defensive line. But also, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I, in my opinion, I'm just killing this right now. I mean, I've only have one pick. <laughs> I know, I know. Like you're gonna be all offense. Yeah. So do I just build my entire defense? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I just picked the entire Georgia defense. I wish there was a way that we could like use something to simulate this game somehow, some way. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure where I want to go with here. Um, I guess we're just going trenches. I'm taking Michigan's offensive line. Back-to-back Joe Moore winners. Well, They're going to be up for that again this year. They were on my big board. That, so, yeah, yeah, it's as hard as it is for me to say that. They Connor's going to have all the skill position guys, and I'm just going to have the stout Offensive and defensive lines. I'm debating if I want. There's there's one pick that I want to just keep go with right here, and just go full heel on offense. But I think I am gonna switch to the defense right now, and I'm gonna go with the linebackers. I'm gonna take Clemson's linebackers. Yeah, that was my one on one. I think it's a clear one of one. I mean, I, I know. The linebacker position in college football is so weird because you have so many athletes. It's hard to, like, it, it, for some of those bigger guys, like, they're covering wide receiver or covering slot wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends. But no linebacker unit, in my opinion, had more impact last season on their team's success more than Clemson. Especially with Jeremiah Trotter Jr., which surprise an NFL kid. I'm just there. Look at that. Just another NFL f- former kid that I have on my team. You have a trend going here. I I could keep a trend going, but I'm not gonna. But uh, I I feel like I need some skill position guys here. I'm also interested when somebody's gonna go for a coach. Like, how many points is that worth to you to draft a coach? But I'm not going to go with coach. I'm going to go with Michigan's running back room Damn. to run behind their offensive Damn. line. That, Between, you know, that was the pick I was literally thinking about taking. Blake, well, I, I kind of figured that how like offensive centric you are. 
between Blake Corum, as long as he comes back okay from injury from last year, and then Donovan Edwards being a number two, he could start on probably 110 teams in the country. He's a very, very good back. I don't know. He's not – he's, he's going to be – there. so, like, we're going to get to this later on in the show when we get to the Heisman draft, but he's probably going to take a little bit of carries away from – Quorum, it's going to hurt his odds there. Mm-hmm. But to have him fill in after Quorum, he was just fine in the Ohio State game. He was just fine in the TCU game. That's a great number two to have, and that's the best running back room in the country, in my opinion. All right, where's my next move? I think I'm going to go with secondary here, and I will be taking Iowa's secondary. This is... One of the better secondaries in college football. It's crazy that they're in the Big Ten West, where he like not many teams are really throwing the ball that much, but this year in year out they have nonstop talent in that secondary, and plus you're finally going to see one of the best recruits that they have gotten in the last couple years in Xavier Wampa having a more prominent role this season and being a starter. So I think this Iowa secondary is very, very talented. I think they're one of the better secondaries in the nation. And Yeah, I don't know where to go with that. Go ahead. No, I mean, it's a great pick there. I I mean, someone has to do it, right? Someone has to take a quarterback. Mm -hmm. We haven't yet. And... I honestly with like why with Ohio State wide receivers and Georgia tight ends, I could have anybody throw the ball. So <laughs> yeah, Spencer Peters could, could throw the ball. No, no God, no, he no. might. <laughs> yeah, screw it. I'm going to take Caleb Williams and Malachi Nelson in the USC room. There, um, I'll be interested to see when you do pick your quarterback who you picked because number two, I think everybody's just like. Player X, who we assume is the second best quarterback in college football, he was not on my board because of the the depth in the quarterback room. So I'll be interested to see what you do there. I I got some tricks up my sleeve. Don't okay. you worry. We'll see. So so I think is a time is a time. Yeah, I think it's time. All right, I'm gonna be the first person to take coach. No, I'm just taking Kirby Smart. I think I got I think I got like offensive talent loaded enough that now it's time for the best defensive mind in college football. Yeah, that's a no doubter. Um I think we're finally to the point where you like there's nothing like open that nobody's took, right? I'm trying to look through besides specialists like in offensive, OC and DC. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Going Phil Parker, my defensive coordinator Damn. from Iowa. Oh, I was ready to make the defensive nightmare. Like, honestly, if you would have taken Kirby with your first coach, Phil Parker was going to be the immediate next pick for defensive coordinator. Yeah. That if you're the man's this- a magician. Like, if you break down how the like he does not get the credit. If you break down the stats of how bad Iowa's offense last was last season and they ended up 8 and 5, he is a damn miracle worker. I am surprised there are not more teams that are trying to just throw a Brinks truck at him 
to get him out of Iowa. It, it, it astonishes me. So there's only two open now that haven't been plucked. I mean, there's only one. I mean, I would, if I was you, I know where I'm going regardless. Cause no one can steal somebody else that like no one can steal your defensive line. Yeah, no, no. It, oh God. What do I want more? What do I want more? This is tough. This is tough. Fuck it. South Carolina specialists. Okay. Not where I thought you were going with that. One of the better special teams teams. Last, that's so weird to say. Last season, obviously, I've talked about their punter. Uh, Kroger has thrown five passes for five completions last season. He is, they, the, off of the special teams coordinator for them, I fucking forget his name. He is an absolute genius. Obviously, there is a one of one for the uh, specialists, and you're probably going to end up taking them. Probably, oh, I'm going to. Yeah. 100%. So I went with the wild card because there was one wild card that I was going to take, and it was just to be completely spiteful, especially if I lost out on Ohio State's wide receiver room. It was to take Colorado's secondary, so I got Travis Hunter and could throw him at wide receiver. <laughs> but but I'll take the wild card shot with the South Carolina specialists. So I definitely have to go OC here. It's the only one that you can take for me. And I'm going to go with Garrett Riley. He so that was it's gonna this is gonna sound so weird. It was between South Carolina specialists and Garrett Riley. Yeah. Like what he did at TCU last year, basically taking him all the way to the national title game. Now he's at Clemson and we'll get to that later with how when we get to win totals and shit like that. But man, like what he did with Max Duggan, who wasn't a terrible quarterback before he got there but really like rejuvenated that offense and obviously got them all the way to the national championship game. Didn't really go the way they wanted, but, and his brother is also Lincoln Riley, who I can't draft, but a very good offensive mind. No, you're right. Which we talked about that. Like I was wanting to draft Lincoln Riley, mm-hmm. but he's the head coach, but he's also the OC. Yeah. We did have a discussion on, should we allow coaches to be drafted as OC and DCs? But I thought that would get, absolutely insane we would probably just draft all head coaches i don't know phil parker probably still would have went yeah phil yeah yeah because like my if you would have taken riley as your offensive coordinator i would have taken day yep all right so i mean i could go just about anywhere that i want to i'll I'll just get it all off the board you want to know who my quarterbacks are Hmm. taking texas that's who my that's who's number two on my board yeah yeah give me quinn ewers and arch manning what about Malik Murphy? He's the number oh, two yeah, right now, too. I mean, Malik's... I feel bad for Malik. Like, it, I'll be... I don't want to, like, say I'm going to be excited to see where he transfers to no, I next am. season. I am. <laughs> I, like, I, I, but, I mean, Arch. Like, and, and, like, everything that I've been seeing, there's more people talking about what Arch is doing in camp than what Quinn is. It's insane. And honestly, there might be the chance that Quinn gets a, gets upseated by Manning at some point. Who knows? But, I mean, even at that, Quinn was a very good quarterback. 
He, this is his second year in Sark's system. I think he's going to be a lot better than he was last season. Tough motherfucker. If he if that injury hadn't knocked him out of that Alabama game, I think Texas ends up winning that game. So and easily could have. And he's yes. going to get revenge in Tuscaloosa. Speaking of Tuscaloosa, since you can't sell anybody, I'll do a coach. I'll take Nick Saban. I mean, six I national championships. Argue with that. I don't think he's better than Kirby Smart right now. What are you going to argue with? He's won back-to-back national championships. But the pedigree speaks for itself. Six national titles. Has not went three years without winning one. That is insane and something that I think is severely overlooked. Like, when we talk about greatest coaches in all of sports, like, his name should be coming up a lot more than it is. No, I I, I definitely, definitely respect that. Uh, let's see. Running backs. Eh, uh, chalky. Uh, well, Homer. I will take the Ohio State running backs. Like, m- m- will like, will they be probably the top running backs? No, very close second. But when you have the star talent like Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, and it's literally just the two of them, with Ohio State, they may have the deepest running back room in the nation, whether it's Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams. You saw Chip Trainum do work last season in the uh, Georgia game. And then when we were having multiple injuries with our running back, the freshman Dallin Hayden came out of nowhere and looked like ready to take over if need be. Then they also get Evan Evan Pryor back, who will probably be more of a receiving back, but... Yeah, I'm gonna easy pick for me. Ohio State running backs. Yeah, I don't disagree. They were not. They were number three on my board. I know going with Penn State at two. I, I yeah, it was crazy that like running backs. It was only Big Ten West schools. So fitting though. Yeah, for it to be in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess really board doesn't matter anymore. No, absolutely not. So. so <laughs> to reach here, but it doesn't matter. I'm gonna take the Iowa specialist. I mean, I mean, George Taylor is the number one punter in the country, and Drew Stevens is a good kicker too. And the special teams at Iowa is always good because that's what if they have no offense, they have a really good defense. The specials have to come through if this team is going to be any good, and it seems to come through every single year. So, so obviously, I need to take care of both coordinators. I'm just going to go with the OC first, and I'm just going to take Phil. Long ago. Okay, I was curious to see what your board was. That was my number two. So, I mean, th- obviously this isn't like, we're not going to get super crazy with this ultimate draft, but I also kind of had Brian Hartline on there just for the recruit. Hasn't been an OC just, yet. J- he's a, he is our offensive coordinator. Hasn't. He coached the game as an OC yet. But for recruiting purposes. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, obviously with the talent that I have at te- with Texas's quarterbacks, Ohio State's running backs and wide receivers and Brock Bowers, like let Phil Longo cook. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you with Brian Hartline though. Like it, those guys can basically coach themselves. Like he's just bringing in the best wide receivers every single year, so I don't really blame me for that. Um, let's see what else we got to knock off here. Um, I'm going with LSU's linebacker group. Not bad, not bad. I get Harold Perkins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who 
I have a Heisman future on it, I which, think. Which, if you're running this team, you're saying, get on that edge and don't leave it. <laughs> yeah, I don't need you guarding slot receivers or like running backs out of the backfield. Go get the fucking quarterback. Yeah. See, and, see ball, get ball. <laughs> yeah, he literally changed like two or three games last year as a true freshman. Like yeah, I forget which ones. Definitely was. the Arkansas game. Yes. Like, that's all you thought about. He had, like, three sacks and, like, two tackles for losses. Mm-hmm. Like, the kid, And then, like, obviously me following recruiting, I'm like, damn, Ohio State missed out on him. Yeah, the kid's got two more years of college, too. I know. He, absolutely, absolutely insane. Uh, so I'll take my DC, and I'll take, pro- in my opinion, second-best DC in the nation, and I will be taking Jim Knowles. So I can't wait to see what Jim and Kirby Smart – can cook up. Yeah, he was my number two. So, I mean, we're, we're we always think alike, unfortunately. Yeah. For content purposes, I feel like it's too much. Well, I feel like such a bias with, I have such a bias that I feel, or Jim Knowles, Ohio State's wide receivers and Ohio State's running backs. I mean, can tell which team I root for, and I was almost considering Brian Hartline as my OC. Um, I'm going to take Colorado secondary. I am going to do it. Um, I think Georgia and Michigan's are very good, but you get Travis Hunter, who I can put on offense as well. And Kamari McLean was number one yeah. run or number one corner in the nation this last season. So, yeah, so that doesn't hurt. Either. Yeah, you have two number one corners, depending on which recruiting year you look at. Each both five stars. I mean that it's talent, and you have the ultimate wild card in Travis Hunter. Who yeah, you, let him even be your returner. <laughs> yeah, put them on special teams. This kid's going to thrive. So, kind of weird. I'm I'm kind of worried that I may have fucked up by not taking care of the transfers earlier because my last two picks are going to be my O-line and my D-line. But I'm going to go for a O-line very close to my heart, and I will be taking the Kansas State O-line. Simply put, this team is returning five, all five of its starters, headlined by Cooper Beebe, who is an absolute stud. They're all studs. They're going to be up there for the Joe Moore Award. So I'm going to take them because they're close to my heart. You're- all right. I'm down to tight ends and wide receivers, so my two pass catchers. Give me Utah's tight end room here. Um, seemed like they produced him in the NFL the whole time. Brancuth is still there, and that's basically all I need. I mean, the the one was clear. Mm. Brock Bowers, I I was I really thought about grabbing him early, but I, I thought there could have been a chance that you would have taken him, taken them number two. But man, it's it's like a tight end isn't that important of of a position, but Brock Bowers is such a goddamn game changer. It, it, it's 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 weird that, like, in this draft, it's kind of like a fantasy football draft. If you don't draft your tight end soon, like, early, well, good luck. But yeah. at the same time, Utah's tight ends are no joke. So I'm going to finish off with the D-line, and I'm going to be taking the Florida State defensive line. That's all I had. Yeah. It's I mean, hard. I mean, you had a first, like, a top 20 pick in the draft, possibly. Who's Return. probably now going to go top 10 if he has yeah. just as good of a season in Jared Verse. I mean, they, they have talent all over this defensive line. So, I love my team. Clear number two at the wide receiving group is Washington's. Yeah. Like, I I mean, with Roe, McMillan, and Polk. Like, you could, like, close 
third USC. Mm. But yeah, I mean, obviously Ohio State's was number one. They had the best two receivers in college football. But I, Washington might have two guys in the top six too, top five. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I'm fine with Washington's group here. I, but man, having Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. would be pretty fun. I mean, you I, get to watch him every Saturday too. I know it, it, it's going to be so much fun. He is so good. He and really, the picture you sent me of him from the dude, season, he looks even more jacked. He doesn't. He literally looks like he has under a pound of fat on him. Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, it's crazy. Like when we talked about coming into last season and he was going to have a more prevalent role. I was like, can he be as good as his dad? Fuck. He might be better than his dad was in college. Oh yeah. Syracuse. Yeah. Syracuse. Syracuse. I mean, he, his dad did have like 2000 yard receiving years, but he did play four seasons there. Did he play with McNabb? We looked this up. I know we did. This sounds so familiar. I think we did when it when we talked about it last season. But I mean, the, the dude's a fucking alien. If you just thinking about that catch that he la- had last season, where there there's no way he gets a toe in. Oh fuck, he uh, did. He does. He's a freak athlete too. Like watching him dunk a basketball. Mm-hmm. Too looks like he could play like for Duke. Exactly. So. So basically, that wraps up the ultimate draft. There, I definitely won the draft. Yeah, my. I, I love my team. I, I, we have definitely two different styles. Yeah, I well, like the ground and pound in the trenches. But like you are the under guy, and I am the over guy. That is for real. That's that sums it up perfectly. Now for this Heisman draft, we should clarify. We talked about it before. I did not win last year. No, it's no. one and one. It's one and one. Last year I had Caleb. The year before you had Bryce. So I can't remember the stipulations about how many picks we do and then how many quarterbacks we're allowed to draft. We do uh, five draft picks, three quarterbacks, two other. And I should get the first pick. I mean, considering I just won that draft, go ahead. And you had the first pick. Should Um, we just get the? Should we just get this out of the way that? The person with the highest odds probably will not be getting drafted by us. He's on my board, but he's he's, he's on my board too. He's but, low. He's not very but high. Like we, you and I have discussed it on this podcast. It is gonna be so damn hard for him to. He's gonna be in New York if he has just as good of a season as last year. But in order for him to win it, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, they have to go undefeated and like be all of their like Washingtons, the Oregon's, the Oregon States. They have to make a the decent playoff. amount. Yeah, they and have. like you said, he has to rely on his defense that holds a lot of stock in his Heisman chances. And from what we've seen from the Lincoln Riley team, like how much faith are you going to put in that? Yeah. All right, I might be I might be a stretch here for one one. Oh Jesus! I'm going Michael Penix. You sixteen to one, so the odds don't favor him. But, I mean, the way he looked last season in Washington and having just an amazing wide receiver core around him, like, he can only get better. He had that one down year at Indiana, but the man throws a beautiful ball. It looks a little funky because he's a lefty. But I think Washington has a chance to win the Pac-12, and if they do, he's going to be in New York and he can win this trophy. Because, again, if if they 
even if they don't beat out USC and he's there and his numbers are a little bit better than Williams, he might get the nod, depending on if UFC was undefeated or not. Not ignoring you. I'm just trying to think of where I Was that your one on one? No. Well he he was he was high on my board. Because I'm just saying, like, based off the odds, he wasn't he was a little bit higher than some others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um fuck it. Jordan Travis. Not on my board. Well, you don't have the high expectations for Florida State like I do. Do you know why he's not on my board? Why? Because I know you would grab him a little bit earlier than he probably should go. <laughs> no, he went right where he needs to. He is going to be taking this team to the playoff, in my opinion. I have high expectations for this Florida State team with everything that they return. They even upgraded their wide receiving room and their tight end room. Mm. Like This was the push the chips to the middle team, in my opinion. You got your top 15 pick to come back for one more season when he had absolutely no reason to. I'm fully bought in on this Florida State team. And I think they're going to be riding behind Jordan Travis. I shouldn't say that you took him higher than you would want, but I knew if I'm taking the first pick, I'm taking Penix, and your next pick's going to be Travis. So I basically knew you were going to take him regardless. I guess <laughs> I should. I couldn't, shouldn't say he went too high, but I was like, screw it, he's not going to be on the board. Number two for me, I'm going to go with Jaden Daniels, LSU. Another year, another year at LSU. Some really good wins at the end of the season last year. Uh, needs to prove throwing the ball a little bit, but if he if they can even just if somebody on Georgia is not playing like exceptionally well, if like Carson Beck's not just lighting the world on fire, and they get to the SEC title game, even if they fall up short, or maybe still make the playoffs as like a one loss team, he could be the guy. And if you if you another one, if you beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Like, that's a big Heisman moment game. Back-to-back years of beating Alabama. Just beating Alabama in general and putting up Heisman-like stats, like, that's a Heisman moment. And I think to dumb writers, no, that I, actually matters. No, I mean, there's a reason he it has the second-best odds to win the Heisman. He's going to put up video game-like numbers. I'm, I'm kind of hoping they, they don't run him as much as they did, but also... It, last season, it kind of felt like out of necessity. So, yeah, I, I Jaden was going to be my next pick if you didn't take him. So, with my next pick, I will be taking person with the third best odds, and that is Quinn Ewers. If you're like me, you might be believing that Texas is back and that Texas is probably the best and easiest bet to win the Big 12 this season. They have probably the most talent in the Big 12. If everything breaks right, and you could even lose that Alabama game, but could, could you imagine in week two, Texas walks into Alabama and upseats the Crimson Tide very early in the season? Quinn's going to be the poster child for college football that week. And I do feel like playing at Texas is also like that's going in his favor as well. Like you do good at Texas, they're going to like you a little bit more too. 
And if you're the guy that got this team to the playoffs after all those years, mm-hmm. basically since Vince Young. You're literally the person that brought Texas back. Yeah, you're like the 2016 Cubs. Like those guys that brought them out of that. Mm-hmm. It'd be huge. Um, screw it. I'm taking Caleb Williams. I mean, he just won it last year. He's in the perfect system. He's going to put up monster numbers. If you didn't take him, he was going to be the last pick of the draft. Yeah, like he has to go. But again, I'm just so worried about like voter fatigue and him. Because it's a very real thing. Yeah, Lamar Jackson put up better numbers than he did his second year, and he did not win it. Tim Tebow kind of did the same thing. Just they didn't go farther as a team, and that hurts you. Granted, they didn't make the playoff last year, which is kind of in his favor. So if they can make it, that's a step he made that might help him. But it's going to be really, really hard. I think him being a plus 550 is kind of ridiculous. Like, that's way too much. That's like, but it's way too low. Yeah. Like, if I wanted Caleb Williams, like, to actually. There bet- has not been a Heisman Trophy odds on favorite winner to win it since Marcus Mariota. There's also just not been a repeat champion besides Archie Griffin. Yeah. So, like, I mean, if I would never bet this at plus 550, it would have to be, like, 15 to 20 to 1 to even think about it. Yeah. But also, at the same time, it's Lincoln Riley's system where he has produced Heisman Trophy winner after Heisman Trophy winner, and already Caleb's projected to be the number one pick by... Pretty large margin, in my opinion. I mean, he's getting compared to like Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. like status. So, mm-hmm. all right. So now that you have taken three quarterbacks, I don't have to worry about a quarterback until my last pick. So, yeah. I mean, there's a reason I took them number one in my unit draft. It's Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. That's... Simply put, like he's gonna make. Probably going to have the most highlight catches of any wide receiver this season. And who knows if there, there, there's a lot of questions about the the consistency of the quarterbacks in OSU's camp right now. But also, just get the ball in Marvin Harrison's hands and let him do work. I think he, I think he has a legitimate shot to win it. Well, you know, it does help too is with the uncertainty of the starter at Ohio State right now, whether it's McCord or Devin Brown, if they're if someone wins the job and then loses the job like midseason, it's like two quarterbacks, so we had two different guys throwing the ball. He's the one that racked up those numbers. And he could put up Devonta Smith kind of numbers too. Mm-hmm. So he that's that's the clear number one of a player that's not a quarterback. Yep. I'll take Brock Bowers. You motherfucker. It never a Titan has never won the award. Nope. And it's going to be really hard, but he's going to have to put up, what would you have to say, 20 touchdowns? But it's in the realm of possibility. Yeah, the I mean, the one advantage that he does get is he does get work as a runner. Yeah. So maybe have a couple games where he gets like two rushing touchdowns or something. The ball is on the two-yard line. He gets it in there. It's not going to be easy. But again, this is most... Mostly a quarterback award, so like you're slim pickings from here on out. Yeah, it's it's very slim pickings for my next pick. Um, fuck it. I'm gonna take the best running back in the country, in my opinion, Will Shipley. If there is any way 
for Clemson to like not potentially fall off a cliff, I think it's going to be a lot on Will Shipley. I'm not sure if Cade Klubnik is fully ready to like I I think if Clemson makes it to the playoff like beating Florida State and all that stuff. I don't know how much it's going to be on Cade's winning this games as much as it's the run game winning them games. So I'm going to take the best running back in the nation and I'm going to take Will Shipley. I fucked up. <laughs> Why is that? Because I probably should have taken the actual, now that I think about it, I left Blake Corm on the board for you. Well, he's still on the board, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to take him. Because wow. of the amount of carries I think Donovan Edwards can get, and Donovan Edwards in the passing game as well. And for this, and also there's J.J. McCarthy. That's It's a quarterback award, and he's going to get a lot of shine too. I'm going to go with Nick Singleton of Penn State. Because if they can make the playoff... Now, we've talked about the tiebreaker scenarios a little bit, I mm. think. it's Penn State's probably going to have to be... They're going to have to... They cannot tie any team in the Big Ten, like Ohio State or Michigan, as long as like they have the advantage if they beat them or whatever. They're probably going to have to go undefeated if they want to make the Big Ten title game and presumably make the playoff. And I think Nick Singleton's going to be a giant part in that. And they're going to play good defense. They're going to run the hell out of the ball. Got a freshman quarterback. I don't know if he might be a sophomore. I don't know if he redshirted or not. Either way, it's his first year starting, like right. full-time. Yeah, he'd be – no, he's a sophomore. Okay. Either way, Nick Singleton is one of the best three running backs in the league, and he's going to get a lot of carries. And if Penn State can actually make the Big Ten title game, he's going to be there in New York. All right. So, last pick, obviously going to be a quarterback, and I'm going to take the quarterback with probably the easiest path to the national championship and, and just about anything else, Carson Beck. Yeah, he was, it was between him or Williams. I mean, obviously, like, there's plenty of first-year starters in this, that are coming into this season, and obviously he's the highest in front of Kyle McCord, ahead of any of the Alabama guys. So, I, th- I mean, it, it, there's if Georgia does not make it to the playoff, I will be thoroughly, thoroughly shocked. Or if they do not end up the season undefeated, I will be thoroughly, thoroughly shocked. I think that Beck may have more talent than uh, Stetson Bennett. He's not a walk-on like Stetson Bennett, though. Did you know that? Yeah. It's wild. I never heard that before. So, I mean, it's it's just, it's too easy. Like, if there's any first-year starting quarterback that, well, unless one of the, like we've talked about, if one of the Ohio State guys actually emerges and just takes the bull by the horns and is able to fully lead this offense, there's still the chance that they slip up at some point. There's not going to be a slip up with this Georgia team. No, not at all. Um, who's left on your board? Do you have guys left? Uh, uh, I think I missed when I left uh, uh, Blake Corum on there because obviously it like I don't I don't know if over the course of the season if Michigan's the way Mich- Michigan plays I don't know if JJ is going to have enough juice to get there. I think it would, if anybody, we saw it last year, it was Blake Corn. Yeah. 
So uh, did you have uh, Bonex? I had Bonex on the board. I mean, it's so hard with all those Pac-12 guys, Caleb, Michael, Ambo. So Michael was going to be Penix was going to be my pick, but um, out, out, out of all those other than Caleb, I thought about Joe Milton. Because I mean, that's you, more of a bet than like a draft. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you want to take a little bit of. A I, I mean, it, there. that's why Hendon was last year, and yeah. it was looking pretty fucking good for a while there. And I mean, if he if he does the unthinkable and is the reason that Georgia or Tennessee beats Georgia, like he's gonna be in New York, and you could stamp the approval right then and there. So before we get to our win totals, there's obviously one guy that wasn't named that we have to talk about. Do you have the same reasons for not picking Drake May as I do? Is I yeah, just I don't mean, think the team's going to be successful. Like obviously you've seen it with what what his odds have done since like they opened up. Like Drake was the clear number two right behind Caleb. Now if you look at certain odds, like Jaden, Quinn, Jordan, Cade, Carson are all ahead of uh, Drake. And even players like Michael Penix, Bo Nix, Sam Hartman all have the same odds as Drake. Drake is clearly the number two quarterback in college football. But the problem is he may be, it may be like the Johnny, like Johnny Manziel, the, his second year. Like he's on an eight and 14. Yeah, that's exactly my mindset, too. It's like for the players that open the season, Caleb and Drake, as the Heisman favorites, a lot of the chances of them winning it both hinged on their defense. Now, if North Carolina is able to all of a sudden be like in that race with Florida State and Clemson for the ACC... Clearly, Drake's going to be right in the thick of it. I think Drake can put up the stats to be an invite to New York. I don't know if he's going to be able to put up the stats to win the Heisman. All right, Connor. For the first time this season, for the upcoming football season, it's time to actually help our listeners make some goddamn money. All that hard work we've done in the offseason, it's time to pay it off and help our listeners actually make some freaking picks here, dude. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for college football. You're more excited to hit this drop, though. That, too. Number 99 of the defense. After he tackled the quarterback, he's giving them business down there. You know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet 100 bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. The work week is almost over. Sit back, relax, and get in on the action and enhance your game day experience. It's time for the bet, the Juice Podcast College Football Picks of the Week. All right, Connor. The board is open. Win totals for every single team, all 133 FBS programs. I will give it to you first. So do you think I should start from the top or start from the bottom? So I really didn't rank mine based on anything. I'm just kind of reading them off the way I want them. The what the teams that I just feel like I want to talk about, I go ahead and go. All right. So if you have them ranked, though, I would. I'll start with you. number one, okay. and 
I, 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 I'm shocked that it's plus money, but I mean, Georgia over 11 and a half wins at plus 116 on FanDuel. I think that's, I think that's an absolute layup. They're going to be double digit favorites in literally every game, but the Tennessee game. And as of right now, that odds are at eight. I just think that this team's so primed. This is the new Alabama. What we used to think of Alabama, that year in, year out, they're going to be in the discussion for the national champion. Georgia is that team now. Yeah, and not to mention, based off of, like, they are the most talented team in college football. Agreed? Mm -hmm. They probably have the best coach in college football. Mm -hmm. And they might have one of the easiest schedules in college Mm -hmm. football. There is one Uh game that they could lose, and that is it's in Knoxville against Tennessee, right? Yes. And what percent would you give them to win that? Because I'm still at like 70, Uh, 75. Yeah, I think it's like close to 75. I would be utterly shocked if this team is not in the SEC I mean, we're both, we both love Tennessee. But at the same time, this is a different beast. This is, I mean, it it just is. As good as as, as Hennon was last year, to watch that Georgia game, it's like, oh, these guys are different. Mm-hmm. Like he couldn't do anything. Yep. Against that team, so yep. like I love that. Um, I should have asked you this off the air, but I'm going to ask you on the air. Did you include any of the ones we talked about in the group of five? Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, three group of five. Okay, so I, I also have some of those on there just in case. Okay. Um, one that I love here: Louisville over eight and a half. I, um, I'm tailing this with you. And I think. Brom is a better coach than Satterfield is. Yes. I like Jack Plummer. Like, mm-hmm. looking back on his numbers at Cal, he was not that bad. The, it was just like everything around him. Was so bad. Yeah. And, for one, they're favored. I have them favored in all 12 games they play this year. And they avoid Clemson, North Carolina, and Florida State, which you would agree, more than likely, those are the best three teams in the ACC. This is literally, if you remember a couple of years ago, our Kentucky bet. It's just the first year that Will Levis was there. It's like the schedule just so easy that they just walk into these wins. And I think that there's a good chance that they walk into a lot of their wins. Here's the spots where they, they could lose. At NC State. Yes. Notre Dame. Uh-huh. Pitt. Mm-hmm. At Pitt. And then home against Kentucky. Those are the four games that I think are 50-50 games. And there's a possibility they could win all of those games. By, and I think I, they're at least winning one. I mean, I just expect that it's literally going to be his recreation of Purdue in the ACC. And we've seen the, his Purdue teams just come out of nowhere and winning the West. So yeah. I, I just think that I, I think it's a great pick. I'm, I'm tailing it with you. Uh, all right, we'll get the Homer pick out of the way. Uh, Ohio state over 10 and a half. Plus 100 on Caesars. At the worst, we're losing one game this season, and that's it, like that. It comes down to that Michigan game. But in my opinion, you're cashing this before the last game of the season. So easy pick, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree too. I think, I mean, you're not losing to both Penn State and Michigan. Mm-mm. And again, I don't know how much, how really good i think notre dame's gonna end up being too so you have three tough games i guess you could throw wisconsin in there too yeah that, but like to that, me i still just automatically see it and i'm like that's a win mm-hmm. i'm sorry 
Like Ohio State's going to go eleven and one or twelve and zero. It basically is going to come down to that last game of the year against Michigan. Yep. To see who's probably going to the title game. Yeah, but you're probably cashing this before that game even kicks off. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm going USC over ten. I got the number at ten. I, I mean, we're talking about a team that won. Wow. They won eleven and one last year. Before their only nemesis is Utah. They have a Utah problem. I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I really, I really want to like fight that so much, but just because. What I, three games are they losing on the schedule? Any one of those last six. Um, they're beating Notre Dame. They're favored to beat Notre Dame. Mm. They get Utah at home. That there's one home against Washington. I, that, dude, I, if you want to talk about a team that's gonna go punch for punch with them, it's Washington. At Oregon and home against UCLA. Fucking another team that could go punch per punch with that team. I think I would have a touchdown favor in the last two games. I don't like I don't hate it. I was kinda too scared to bet USC's under, but I just I, I don't that last six games of the season, I know there's the cow team mixed in cows mixed in there, right? Don't sleep on the Bears. Well, I mean you and I I do. like the Bears. You I mean you and I are I both said under on cow, but we also thought that there was a chance that they were gonna be better. I think we said five was the number. Five was the number. They're gonna be better than what they were last season, but it's still not gonna be enough. Dude, I, I love Caleb Williams and I think he can get them there. Lincoln Riley Hasn't won a playoff game, but he has gotten two teams there with some good quarterbacks, and Caleb's probably his best one. All right. I'll go to my next one, my first under, my favorite under. You probably already know what it is. Kent State under two and a half. Yeah, I got that too, dude. Minus 122 on FanDuel. I mean, it just, like, I love you, Kent State. You're an Ohio team. It's going to be a bad season. It's going to be, gonna be tough. And like you lost so. Your OC so. took an offensive coordinator. Or your head coach took an OC job. Yep. And yep. they were trying to get him to come back. They were going to offer him an extension. Uh-huh. And he goes to Colorado. And you lost any sort of player that was any good on that team. And like you've talked about, bringing in transfers, like there's already going to be like a curve there too because it's just a lot of – Moving pieces. The pieces they moved in were, weren't anything like exceptional either. I'll stick with the ugly here. Give me UMass under two and a half wins. Find me three wins on this football schedule. There's not there. New Mexico State, people want to shit on. This team is really good. They're not beating New Mexico State. And the other games, they could. New Mexico, Arkansas State, and. Merrimack, are there three games they can win on this schedule? Merrimack's not a shitty FCS program either, and that's basically what UMass is. And one of those two, Arkansas State or New Mexico, is going to win that game. Butch Jones isn't losing to UMass. So I think this team, they brought in a ton of transfers, though. A lot of P5 guys that basically just couldn't pan out, and they just kind of all flustered down to Massachusetts. But this team stinks. Come on. All right, going back to the Big Ten, I'm taking Wisconsin over eight and a half, minus one thirty eight on FanDuel. This, I mean, like it's not to spoil a pick. My pick to win the West is Wisconsin. 
They are the most talented team in the West, in my opinion. They have probably the best coach in the West in his first season. Maybe in the conference. Outside Maybe. Of we're going to fight for that. Forever. I will stab you in Yeah, we're always going to fight for that. But, um, yeah, I mean, just looking at their schedule, like, I just think that there is a very good chance that, like, the Ohio State game, like, that obviously is it's going to be what it is. But you could also, like, the Fickle could really light a fire under this team. I wouldn't even be surprised if, like, when it comes down to it, like, what if Wisconsin, like, has only two losses to Ohio State, one or maybe just the one loss to Ohio State in the regular season, but Ohio State doesn't make it to the Big Ten Championship. Well, if Wisconsin could end up somehow, someway, sneaking right into the playoff under everybody's nose just by losing one game to Ohio State but winning the Big Ten. Or even, hell, avenging that loss in the Big Ten Championship against Ohio State. Yeah, it's not inconceivable, not something I think will happen. But, man, Tanner Mordecai's played a lot of football, and that kid can throw that ball around. Phil Longo in there as well. There's there's nobody on this podcast that has been more of a Luke Fickle guy. I know that's weird to say with just two of us, but there has been nobody that... So, basically, you've been more of a Luke Fickle guy than me. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, obviously, I... First episode of us ever doing a podcast together, I talked about how the Cincinnati team could make it to the playoff. Look what the fuck happened. And obviously they didn't beat Alabama, but gave them a lot more fight than people gave them credit for. No, you did call that, and I've always gave you credit on this podcast for that, so you cannot say I haven't done anything for you. I mean, what else have you done for me? I've done stuff. I I I gave, I give you a house to record with me in. I have to drive like forty <laughs> minutes away. It's true. From my after, own home. after you worked a ten-hour shift, <laughs> yeah, and then have to wait for you to get to your house because I get off later than you. Yeah, yeah, uh, a, a, yeah. You, I might you, not be. I'm a good. Used to have to used to have the same schedule with me, so that when we had Fridays off, we could go golf two rounds. And now we've only got off two rounds this whole season. Kind of. It's been a screwed up year. I haven't played as much golf as I wanted to. I know it's hurting my heart here. Yeah, and I still haven't caught up. All right. This one I love. Maybe one of my favorite plays here. Give me the Kentucky Wildcats over seven wins here. Was going to take it, but I knew you were like, this was this was another one that was you. So I was like, I'm going to let him have it. Replacing Rodriguez isn't going to be easy. He was a very good back for Kentucky. But listen here, Devin Leary is an upgrade from Will Levis. I don't care about how good Will Levis is going to be or is not going to be in the NFL. We're talking about college ball. Devin Leary is a better collegiate football player than Will Levis. Agreed? Agreed. Coach Stoop wins seven games every single season because he gets another year added to his contract. And the number is at seven. And look, the schedule's not hard. This team is going to start 5-0, and in my opinion. Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, Akron, Vandy, home against Florida. That's five wins there. You're telling me they can't get three, and then they have Georgia, and it's at Georgia. They're not winning that one. But also, that's the good thing that your auto loss is an away game. Is on the road. Um, I think they beat Missouri, so that's six. Mm-hmm. It's at home. Mm-hmm. 
I need two more wins between Tennessee, Mississippi State, Bama, South Carolina, Louisville. They can win three of those games. I think that this is actually my pick to be the second, to finish second in the SEC East. So I love this. I think this team can win nine games. Now, Leary's health is huge on this. Yes. And we have to rely on that because yes. after Leary, I'm, I can't remember the kid's name, but it's the guy that played in the bowl game. Which was... Mm. When I laughed at you, I laughed at your face when you took the under in that game. I'm like, dude, it was like 29. I'm like, they're not. They're scoring 30 points. Guess what hit? The, the under. under. Yes. Yeah. 21 points in the first half. And I was, that's when I started to get a little bit scared. And then not a single fucking point after that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Larry says healthy. This team's winning at least eight games. All right. One of my favorites, I am taking the Kansas over six at minus 115 on Caesars. This team's winning seven games this season. This they, team might win eight. This team, like the, I, I was very surprised. They were, they have the quarterback that was the preseason offensive player of the year in Jalen Daniels. They return so damn much on this roster. You look at what they're doing right now. They're throwing money into the co- into the football program. I have a future on them to potentially make the Big 12 championship because of all that they return. I love this over. I like do get a little bit of push insurance with it being at six, but I think this team is well past six to end the season. Yeah, the fact that the the number is at six, like this team's a hundred percent going bowling, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So that's we already got push insurance. I think this team can win eight games, and they could be like super high on the big twelve big twelve standings when the season ends. And they like when we. Rank the quarterbacks. I think Jalen Daniels is the best quarterback in the Big 12. And that's something a mm-hmm. team that doesn't win five games has. No. All right, here. This one is kind of going to fade a team that I think a lot of f- people might be on. I'm taking the under on North Carolina's eight and a half here. I don't. I really do not hate that. How many one-score games? I think they were five and two last year, mm-hmm. one-score games. Yep. We have not seen them play any defense no no since mac brown has been there no and there's a lot of losable games on the schedule like and this is a team that consistently is at the top of the blue i shouldn't say at the top in like the middle of the top 25 of the blue chip ratio like and a lot of those guys are on defense yeah and they have talent it's just not working and you didn't make a you did not make a change on at dc so what you're just expecting for natural improvement? No, like that defense was god awful. They should have lost like the one score games. They should have lost that Appalachian State game. They should have lost at or uh, at I think Duke. it was at Duke. Yes, yes. There were so many of those games that they should should have lost. Like I know they have the second best quarterback in college football. But you know he lost Josh Downs, and I think. Something that's not been talked about a lot. Phil yeah. Longo is gone. Yeah, Phil Longo is gone, and also the Kent State transfer. Oh my God, I'm m- blanking on his name. Oh, you talking about the kid that didn't get a waiver or was ineligible? Yeah, he's he currently ineligible because they denied his waiver, even though he is transferring 
closer to home. And he is going to be a big piece to filling that Josh Downs, like, empty spot. Like, I don't think people truly understand how much Josh Downs meant to Drake May last season. As small as Josh Downs was, a lot of the time it was May chucking it deep because he had no other option. So, yeah, I do not blame you for that pick. I really do like it. I just didn't bet it. And, like, Luke Luke Fickle could have gotten almost any OC he wanted, and he plucked Phil Longo from North Carolina. That just goes to show how good of an OC he is. That This offense is not is probably not going to be as good as it was last year, even if Drake May puts the numbers up and the, the schedule. Look, I have them losing week one to South Carolina. Really? App State I don't think is very good. They're definitely not the app state of wait, last wait, season. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, no. It's week three is Minnesota, right? Week three, and they could lose that game. Mm-hmm. Even though it's at home. Minnesota is a tough-nosed football team. And, like, it's kind of like when you watch the teams that, like, USC or, like, Ohio State. What normally happens when they go up against a team that punches them in the face? Like, it doesn't look good sometimes. Yeah, they're going to get dominated in the trenches there. Um, I they could easily lose at Pitt. I would probably have them underdogs there. And there's also Clemson on the schedule. And is with is NC State at NC State a win? I wouldn't say it's a guarantee. I think they could no. lose that game easily. Yeah, they probably they might be underdogs. Yeah, there's a lot of losable games on the schedule. I think this team's more of a seven and five team mm. than a nine and three team. Yeah, but no. like we said, if I mean Drake May is what he is, like he's gonna find a way. But at the same time, I don't know. If the- he could still be Superman, and they could still win eight games and still mm-hmm. be under here. Yeah. All right, next one for me, sticking in the ACC. I mean, wearing the shirt, riding the team all season. The only other national championship bet that I have in other than the Ohio State University. It is the Florida State Seminoles over nine and a half. At minus 134 on FanDuel. Obviously, I think the national championship odds that I bet are very, very much a long shot. But if everything breaks right with all the talent that they are bringing back, this team could be in the playoff, and God only knows what happens when they make it there. So with the win total sitting at 9.5, they're, in my opinion... And I'm pretty sure in everybody else's opinion, there are only two games that matter on this schedule. Only two games that matter on this schedule. That is the LSU game, week one, and the Clemson game. You could lose both of those games and still get this over. But also, like I think there's a very good chance that they could win any of those games. When it comes to those games, yes, those are two true 50-50 toss-ups. But they have the talent everywhere else that they should be able to handle every other game. Like, yeah, you may not be able to, like, beat those guys, like, beat a Clemson or LSU, but you are going to be able to handle business everywhere else. This team is on a mission this season, and I am fully on board with this team. Yeah, I'm surprised the number never really, like, rose at all because it seemed like, so like you were on this like literally when the season ended as last soon, season. as soon as verse came back as soon as Travis came back Wilson came back and then you just had the added juice of what they did in the portal and it like Norvell 
maybe one of the best portal pluckers like in the nation. Like what he has done with Jeremiah or yeah, Jermaine Johnson for verse. Now you have Fentrell Cypress, Jaheim Bell, and oh, by the way, you got a late transfer from Keon Coleman, probably giving you two of the best wide receivers in the ACC on both boundaries and a speed demon in Watkins in the as the slot. Like you there's so much talent on this team. Like if you win one of the one of those LSU or that Clemson game, like take this to the take this wherever you place the bet and just cash it right there. Yeah, I remember I'm we were basically like super into college basketball when we bet this the national title. Mm-hmm. game and we got some really really good odds i can't I mean, remember off the top of my head but i think it's uh if i remember correctly it was plus 2600 that's what i want to say i was i was gonna say 25 to 1 so that's we're right in that ballpark there but yeah that was and i mean like obviously it is so hard to win a national championship in college football but i just there's something about with everything that they are bringing back they exceeded everybody's expect their win total last season i gave it out and it was i believe six and a half they oh yeah rushed that. <laughs> killed it over here um next up for me i'm going oregon state over eight and a half everybody knows how much i love this oregon state team it looks like dju is going to be the starter here aiden childs had it apparently was it was dj's job anyway childs was pushing hard but childs had like a little bit of like a hamstring injury or a calf injury that's going to set him back another week so it looks like dj is going to start doesn't mean he's going to start the whole season but having Childs as his backup is going to be awesome the running backs are amazing defense lost a lot from a year ago but jonathan smith has always had a very stout defense and this team is going to be tough i haven't favored in nine of their 12 games anyway and their three toughest games washington oregon and utah they get two of them at home yeah. And UCLA at home as well. So really, their only tough game on the road is at Oregon, which is a rivalry game. Which you won last season. Not throwing a, the football. Yeah, not throwing. You came back without throwing the football. Yeah. this I think this team can win 11. I think this team could win the Pac-12. And we'll get to that when we talk futures. They're definitely going over eight and a half wins. This is a double-digit team in wins here. I, I love the Beavers this year. I cannot wait to see what your playoff looks like. Uh, There's a back 12 team there. All right, going with another, or going with my second under, I am taking the under five and a half for Michigan State. Sitting at a minus 158. I know it's a lot of money that you're giving up on FanDuel. Their number is literally like all over the place, sitting around the five. I think that I don't see any chance that this team really goes bowling. I really don't. I think they're, I think even if you want to, you could bet this at the five that are on some books and get a little bit more juice. But I'm just taking the security with the five and a half that I do not see this team making a bowl. Well, if they do, it's because they are five and seven and get in because of academic. They get the Rutgers reason. Exactly. So. Uh, how many you got left here? I have three. Okay, because I've been jumping everywhere here. Um, Going to reiterate it. New Mexico State over five and a half wins. Yeah. 
You're literally all over this. Jerry fucking Gill. Yeah. This team was 7-6 and six a year ago. They won their bowl game. I can't remember how long it has been since they've won their bowl game. They brought in a ton of P5 guys in the transfer portal that'll plug in the little amount of people they lost. The returning production is one of the highest in college football. Diego Pieva is back at quarterback. He's not going to light the world on fire, but for Jerry Kill's system, he runs it well. He's mobile. He can move. And, Connor, this team plays 13 games. I have Mm. one extra opportunity to win a football game and there is a lot of bad teams on the schedule this team is going to get to this team is definitely going bowling and what I love about the five and a half numbers I always normally tend to lean over those than under those even Mm -hmm. though we just talked about Michigan State a little bit different story though that's a power five program yeah it's a power five program that it lost a lot lost its two best players in the portal very fucking late and we have a quarterback that has only thrown 20 passes, I think, in his career. Yeah. Well, and it, not even that. Like, they have, a like, a very good history in the program, too. Making a bowl game doesn't mean shit to Michigan State. Mm-hmm. You know what making a bowl game does in New Mexico State? That everything. means everything. Yep. If they're at five wins and they're entering their last two games, you bet your ass Jerry Kill's going to have that team ready to play and make that bowl game. This team is winning six games. Mm-hmm. All right, next one for me. Uh one of one of the few teams that I'm actually willing to bet on that are actually changing conferences, and that's uh, UTSA over seven and a half, uh, sitting at a minus one forty eight on FanDuel. Listen, I mean, this is a team that the last two seasons has had eleven wins. It, now I understand they're making the jump from the CUSA to the American, but also at the same time. They have the probably the best player in UTSA history. Oh, they in, do. In Frank Harris at quarterback. And they return so damn much on that offense and a very good amount on defense that I just I don't think this transition is going to be that hard. I think that honestly, I think UTSA is playing for the American Championship. So yeah, you stole one of mine there. So damn, I think I'm down to two. That was the first steal, which is wild. Yeah, that we got seven picks in here, and that's the first time we've referenced anything like that. Yeah, but also like a lot of the ones that you're on, like I have those bets, but it was those were yours. Yeah, so I'm letting you take yeah. the credit. I, I kind of did the same. There's thing. There's one that I'm not gonna let you take the credit for. And that okay, would, that, we'll get to that. I'm curious of what it is though. Did I have it on my, maybe I didn't have it on my board. Um where do I want to go here? I'm gonna go Penn State under nine and a half wins. Oh. This one would be a fight. I'm not gonna we, fight it because I didn't bet it, but I un what like I know what your reasoning's gonna be, and I completely understand it. So go off. Again, I'm not completely sold on Drew Aller when he played last season in his little time he had to fill in for uh, Sean Clifford. He There was nothing about it that jumped off the page. I get it. He's a five-star. Um, I mean, I, I'm taking this from a source that isn't a great source, <laughs> but he went to the same high You're- school as Drew Aller in Medina. <laughs> it's not a great source, but he went to the same high school. So take it for what it is. Apparently, Drew Aller can just ball out against all the terrible teams and struggles against 
tougher competition. Take it for what it is. But when I watched it on the field, he did not blow me away with any five-star kind of talent. Look, they're not better in Ohio State. They're not better in Michigan. I don't care where the game is. They're not winning either one of those. And they could easily lose at Illinois. They get Iowa at home, which is probably their toughest game. That's a losable game. And and at Maryland, I'm not going to chalk up as a win either. I think there is a chance that this team can drop a game they're not supposed to, and they're not beating Ohio State or Michigan. So I'm going under 9.5 here. Their coach can't pronounce their quarterback's name. Did I miss that? Yeah, James Franklin mispronounced his last name. Like how... That's, Wait, they call him Alar. Alar, yeah, yeah. I, I just because like I follow recruiting and like that's how I knew about Drew Allen. Obviously, he's from Ohio, so like there were a lot of people that used to mess up his names whenever they would pronounce it. Uh, all right, I'm going with my last uh, group of five team, and I will be taking the South Alabama over seven and a half at a minus one ten. On BetMGM. Yeah, we're, we, I even threw out a fourth book here. We're going all the way BetMGM. I love this team. They're going to be my pick to um, spoil one of my picks for off, or for regular season stuff. They're going to be my pick to win the, uh, the Sun belt. belt, the Fun Belt. I love this team. They return so damn much all over this roster. And this is a team that last season almost beat UCLA at UCLA. Yeah, would they lose by one? One on a last-second field goal by UCLA. Yeah. So, return a lot. Love this South Alabama. I think South Alabama is the most talented team in the Sun Belt, but I also just have a super soft spot for their basketball program, too. So, that's another reason that I'm over there. Richie Mm -hmm. Riley just brings in five-star like castaways. Do you have a South Alabama shirt? I don't. You need to get one because I got one. We can rock them. Oh, I, I like after this episode, like we just got paid. It's time to get my shirts for this season. Yeah, and also real quick, no plug because they're not a sponsor or anything. Fanatics has a sports book now. Yeah, and you can literally, you literally get credit back. Their reward system is like fan cash that you can use as bonus bets, mm-hmm. or you can use to shop in their website. That is freaking awesome. It's gonna cause so many problems for me. Oh, I know, but it's so cool because I have like I had like twenty. I just want a free shirt. I had like twenty five dollars in my fan cash, and I was like, I don't want to use this as a bonus bet because I want to buy a t shirt. Yeah, <laughs> it's genius. Um, you have one left. Yeah, I have one left too because you took my UTSA one. I'm going Wyoming over set six and a half wins here. I don't hate this. I love Wyoming, dude. That defense is stout. Exactly. Nine guys are back. Yeah, I think there's a chance that that because of all the de- all the members that they return on that defense, you just need the offense to get better. But with everything you return on defense, they could be a team that sneaks into that Mount West championship game. Yeah, no, I think Boise's obviously the clear yes. favorite, but yes. I think Wyoming could get there. No, I honestly had the same idea when I was looking through the Mount West, and I was like, Holy shit, they returned the most out of fucking everybody. And what a switch from a year ago when we shit on them and they made a bowl game. Yeah. I have them favoring eight of their 12 games, and I'm all over that. Well, you know what started it. It was the Illinois game for us. Oh, the week zero, like, shit fest they put out there. Yes. Yes. And I'm telling you right now, no spoil here, but I'm going to spoil it. I'm all over them plus 14 against Texas Tech and Laramie. Laramie is a tough place to play. It's a lot different from Lubbock. 
<laughs> it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. All right, last one. I told you I wasn't gonna let you take it, but it was probably not on your board. I am taking Duke over six minus one thirty on Bet MGM. I love this Duke team. I know, like this is this is one of the ones where I give this out. I need y'all to have just blind faith in me because I don't like to pick which one, which games they are going to win. It is hard to do. But as far as from a talent standpoint, they have probably the third best quarterback in the ACC. I just think that I'm, I, I, I can't with what Elko did last season and how quickly he turned this team around. I mean, I'm even going to love them against Clemson that week one game. It's home. I think the number's 13 and a half, 12 yeah. and a half. Yeah. I would, again, I would not be shocked if they beat Clemson there. I, I mean, it kind of would be a shock a little bit, but I think they cover the spread there. I wanted, to, I did not put it on my board because the schedule is a big jump. But I do have faith in Mike Elko. Riley Leonard is the third best yeah, quarterback. That's why I said you need to have the just blind faith in me, which I know that's asking a lot because if you listen to this, well, clearly we're stooges. Yes. Um, Connor, futures. How many do you put down here? Because uh, we need a number here that we're going to be evenly on here. I have like 12 written down. But- well, in total of what I bet, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Screw it. We have 12. Put them all out there. All right. Uh, FSU, ACC champs, sitting at plus 170. I mean, this is like my blind faith in this team. I'm just going to keep riding to them, with, riding with them. Till it kills me. Like, obviously, you could lose that LSU game. Hell, you could lose that Clemson game and still have a chance to avenge that game in the championship game. Okay. Granted, if they lose to Clemson, like, when their odds go down, bet more. Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know how the rest of your board looks. It looks like I took a lot more long shots. Yeah, I don't really have that many long shots this season. It was hard for me to find long shots. Oh, I got a ton. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. All right, so first one here, I got this one on FanDuel because the numbers on futures are very different. So I put the the books I use. FanDuel, you can get Louisville to win the ACC at 14-1. And you can also get them to make the conference championship at plus 400, which I like a lot more. You're basically like giving out the sprinkles. I'm giving the like serious bets. Well, the plus four hundred one I actually really like because no. there is a chance that they. I don't think they can beat Clemson or L- or Florida State. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I think Lightning would have to strike just so perfectly for them to actually win the ACC. That's why I'm sprinkling it. But the plus four hundred to get there, their conference schedule is easy as shit. Yeah, and they could get there. Mm-hmm. Uh. Grant, it's tough because I did bet two teams to win it. I have UTSA and Tulane, AAC champs. I have, I. It was just. I think that no matter what, these two teams are going to be the team with, that will end up winning it. And I just want a piece of that. Those futures. Uh, I mean, I w- I was trying so hard to just. Find a way. How can I parlay it together 
to have UTSA versus Tulane in the AAC championship. There's no feasible fucking way to make it happen, and it sucks. But I do not think that you could go wrong with either one of them. UTSA sitting at plus 470 on FanDuel and MGM having Tulane at plus 250. So... Have two futures on the AAC, but I think both teams are playing in that championship. Yeah, and then basically there, it's just you're gonna obviously root for UTSA in that situation. But like having both teams there is like, how cool is that to watch? Because I've had it before. You just watch the game, and nothing else matters. Like no matter what, you're a winner, and you're mm. pulling for the underdog. Yeah, but you're still no matter what, you're like, well, I still won this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, I mean. Last season, I felt great going into like conference championship weekend. I think I had four futures that were still alive, and I think either three or all four of them. The Kansas State one's undefeated, man. One of my favorite that, bets I mean, that I've been. I wish that I could find one that I loved like that last season for this season, but I it was didn't hard. have it. That's <laughs> one of my, I wasn't a part. I was a part of it because like of the show and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but I didn't bet it. But it was still awesome to see it like come to fruition. Yeah, I mean, it, I like. Especially with how that championship game was, with the three stops on on the one yard line for by Kansas State, and plus like it was the culmination of like the last three years of riding Kansas State, and it's like, you know what, this may be the team, and then it was the all like just whirlwind, especially with how the quarterback situation ended up panning out. Mm-hmm. All right, a little different one here. I'm taking on DraftKings plus 280, the Big 12 to win the national title. Or the Big 10 to win the national title, sorry. I was going to say. That, like, that's some shitty odds there, dude. Yeah. I mean, at plus 280 and you have Ohio State, Michigan, who would be two of my favorite three, probably, mm-hmm. to win the national title. Obviously, Georgia's the big dog. Yeah. And then, I know I just took their under, but like, if Drew Aller does pan out and be it lives up to the status, that's another team there. And even like the extreme case, like what if Wisconsin finds a way to sneak in? I I know you're giving me that look, but at least they get there and you have some kind of hedge possibility, maybe. Yeah, exactly. But no, like honestly, I think the Big Ten also has the best chance to have two teams in it. And you could have like the ultimate scenario like you had last season. Obviously, it never came to fruition where you could have had Ohio State versus Michigan yeah. in the national championship. But no, I thought I I like that a lot actually because I think it's very much in the realm of possibility. Uh, on to my next one. Besides South Alabama, this is probably my favorite uh, conference championship. Well, championship bet. It's Boise State to win the Mount West. They are clearly heads above everyone in the Mount West. Like I know that's a lot to a lot of faith to put in Taylor Green, but also Taylor Green's the reason that they made it there last season when it seemed like four games in that everything was falling apart and Boise wasn't Boise anymore. So yeah, I love this. Sitting at two ten on Vandal. Go ahead, buddy. All right. It's going to be a sprinkle here, even though the odds don't say it should be a sprinkle because it's only three to one. But Bama to win the SEC. Nick Saban is what has six national titles. And I know there's a lot of questions at quarterback. We don't even know who's going to be the quarterback 
Fuck no, we don't. But the dude, I, I just someone ha- on someone on this goddamn podcast, Connor, has to stand up for what is right. This man can coach football. There's still a lot of talent on this roster. I have, I have no problem admitting that he can still coach football games. I just don't know if, like, if I just, I. You know he can coach football. You know what your big thing is, and I don't want to agree with it, but part of me does, is he might have been caught up with the recruiting and the transfer portal that he's just not able to succeed at the level that some of these other coaches are. Yeah, because, I mean, last season was a complete whiff other than Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. When it came to the portal, so but three to one, I think they can do it. I mean, LSU is their only competitor in the West, and if they can beat Georgia, Georgia won a national title the year that they beat them in the in the SEC title game. Granted, they beat Alabama in the national title game, but still. All right, already talked about it. South Alabama, Sun Belt champs, sitting at plus uh, three thirty. On FanDuel, which, I mean, it kind of surprises me because they are the favorite, I do believe. But, like, that's some pretty big, that's a pretty big number to be the favorite. Granted, like, their favorite more on, their odds are a lot less on other books. I'm giving you the best number at plus 330 on FanDuel, like I said, but love this team. Yep, I had that as well. Like, I love South Alabama this year. And I'm excited for, I can't remember the day of the week, but Sun Belt games are in the week. Is it Wednesday? Uh, I don't know if the Sun Belt's doing that. No, I the Sun Belt is. I thought it was CUSA. Oh, it's CUSA, isn't it? God damn yeah. it. Yeah, CUSA's doing the Maction. Shit. Yeah. But still, more football during the week. But I think they're going to, I think, I mean, they still play Thursday and Friday games. Yeah. So, but. Is it Wednesday, though, for CUSA? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Wednesday. That's Thursday, awesome. Because we're gonna Tuesday, have Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have Tuesday Maction and Cusa, and then Wednesday as well. Well, so Maction is Tuesdays and Wednesdays in like the later months. Yeah. And then Cusa's the like middle months. Oh, but we're gonna be covered throughout the week. Oh yeah, we're probably. gonna be covered throughout the week for a while. All right, here. This one's another kind of crazy one, but I liked it. And it's actually, who would have thought here on this show, I'm going to take a minus 125. Georgia. But I know oh. the Air Force to win the Commanders and Chief Trophy. I did see games. that. I that did see seems that. like a layup. That does. It does. And honestly, you know what you do with your winnings with that? Then you bet it on, you take all of your winnings, bet the under on the Army Navy game. And yes, watch. you can do that. Yeah. Like, look. I know the, the service academies are going to be different here with the rule change with the cut blocks and everything. But Army's implementing a shotgun offense, who I think was the one competitor to Air Force. I think Navy's going to be third in this Commander-in-Chief trophy. I think they're the worst of the service academies. And with Army installing a new offense, getting away from the triple option, and just with Air Force's success every single season... I think they have a very, very, very good chance of winning double-digit games again. They could even make the Mountain West title game. So, I love that. Did you just bet that? Yeah. Hey, let's go. I, I meant I meant to talk to you about it uh, early, earlier today because I saw it going through all that stuff. And then now that you're on it, I'm like, yeah. I got to be That's on That's on DraftKings, by the way. I haven't found it anywhere else because I was trying to find a better number. Mm-hmm. That, the yeah, DraftKings do, normally does better with like those crazier props and stuff like that uh 
All right, got playoff sprinkle. I already talked about it with the with the ACC championship. FSU sitting at plus three eighty. I think there is a very good shot that this team wins the ACC and makes it to the playoff. No, I like even that too. with a loss. Yeah, especially that loss is to LSU as well. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the. But here's the thing: you lose that LSU game, you got to beat Clemson twice. Yeah, most likely, or maybe it's Louisville. For my sake, whatever your sake is. But but in real, in honesty, like obviously that's a sprinkle. Mm-hmm. They're if they lose LSU, they're going to have to beat Clemson twice. Yeah, and you have to go to Death Valley, and then obviously it's a neutral for the title game. But I do love the 380. I have the national title. I also bet that as well. I have that on here too. Um. Another one, I don't know if I gave this out when we did like the mid-majors, but or the, I always say mid-majors, the group of five. On FanDuel, 15-1, Georgia Southern to win the Sun Belt. South Alabama's probably winning that conference, but Davis Brent in at quarterback at Georgia Southern under Clay Helton, who runs, who can just put numbers up like crazy. Well, let me tell you, Davis Brent at Tulsa, he threw a lot of picks, but he also threw a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. If he can cut down on the interceptions... Georgia Southern returns a ton on their offense, and Clay Helton's probably, he flamed out of USC, he's probably the best coach in that conference. This team has a chance to win it. 15-1, it's too much value for me to pass up. And also, you know you know me, I have such a soft spot for Davis Brin, too. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing possible, but yes. You you should admit, though, he can sling that. Oh, he can. He's the Jameis Winston of the Sun Belt. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, I'll just knock out two right now. Uh, Ohio State Big Ten champs at plus 180 and Ohio State to make the playoff at plus 115. I mean, that it it can't continue to happen. It This is the year that cha- everything changes. Michigan is not the top of the Big Ten. It is Ohio State. Don't you give me a we'll, we'll get to the playoffs here in a little bit you, here. You fucker. Um, I alluded to it in the win totals. Oregon State's twelve to one on FanDuel to win the Pac twelve. Yeah. And I love that. And I don't hate it. I mean I mean I'll get to my Pac twelve. This team in a won ten games a year ago without a quarterback. They literally could not throw a forward pass. They just ran it all the time. DJU is gonna be he's not gonna be asked to do what he did at Clemson. No, he's going to probably be asked to be more of the running quarterback that he is. And just manage the game and not turn the ball over. As long as that defense plays like it did a year ago, I know they lost a lot of guys, but the guys behind him, Jonathan Smith knows how to coach it. I think they can win the Pac-12. Obviously not my favorites to do so, but 12 to one's too much value. All right, next one for me, Wisconsin, Big Ten West winner sitting at plus 135. I, I don't know... Maybe Iowa. I don't know who else is really contending for this. I'll tell you, Illinois at plus 750 to win the Big Ten West. Luke Allmeyer comes in here. I will say that like, they could have also been a team that had their defensive line draft in the ultimate draft. Yes. Defensive line is stout. I know they lost a lot of guys in the secondary to the NFL. But, man, it's it, plus 750. I don't hate it. Yeah, because there is a chance that it it's a it's a slow start for Wisconsin to really take off. Mm-hmm. 
But if I'm picking anybody, I'm picking Wisconsin. But I do I do think Illinois is the clear-cut third-best team in the West. Who are you going to pick before? I, I I guess you could throw no, out Minnesota. Thinking, no, you're, good. you're right. But I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Knockout two again. Uh, my pick to win the Pac-12. Sitting at plus 330 on Caesars. Washington. And also... Little sprinkle, Washington, make the playoffs. Plus, plus seven fifty. Yeah. I got it too, dude. I mean, dude, it, I think if there's anybody that and like, I know the way that Utah can beat USC is with like the brute force. If there's one team that you're looking at in this conference, it's like go shot for shot with USC. It's Washington, and honestly, with like Braylon Trice on. On the defensive side, when that matchup of USC versus Washington happens, Washington's going to have the best defender by, in my opinion, a pretty sizable margin. And I just, there's something about this Washington team. I'm riding this team potentially to the playoff. How many do you got left? Because you took a couple. Uh, I got two. Okay. I have one. Or actually, no, I just have one. Yeah, I just have one. All right, you want to get crazy? Oh, God. 50 to one? Oh, God. This is the ultimate doomsday scenario for one team and the ultimate everything just happened and it freaking clicked. I don't even want to say it. But I do want to say it. Kentucky to win the SEC East. Oh, if everything oh happened, Devin literally is slinging that rock I, around. I don't know. If it was Tennessee, I'd be with you. But I don't know about Kentucky. 50 buddy. to 1. I put a fiver on that baby. Want to hear something potentially even crazier? A lot less odds. Tough. It's tough to be crazier than that one. I even wrote it up and I was like, that's not going to happen. Little sprinkle. Daddy? No. Okay. Make the playoff. Okay. Plus 380. There's the, a there's a path. There's a, the Texas Longhorns. No, I don't hate that at all. I really wanted to take like the Big 12 championship, but dude, the best you could find is plus 100. Like obviously that's more than like what their money line will be for that game. But fuck, if they just breeze through this conference their lo- even if their lone loss is to Alabama they can still make it to the playoff at 12 and 1 in my opinion oh yeah That's 100% it. but also they fucking beat Alabama oh you better believe they are right in the prime spot that yeah, they they could to. lose another game at that point in yeah. the Big 12 and they'll still be there yeah so all right, Connor. We've covered every single conference, basically all of college football. We have games next week. It's time to finally get to who is going to be in the playoff, who is going to be in the title game, and who is winning the national title. Get your fucking crazy one out of the way. Crazy one. Yeah, your your crazy ass playoff bracket that I know that. No, you I thought we'd go one by one. Oh, okay. We're going one by one. Georgia. Right. Georgia. Pretty, I think that was, I would, the part of me thought for a second, I mean, part of me thought for a second you wouldn't go there. 
No, I mean, it, it, it fucking layup. All right, here's the difference here. I'm going to do Michigan at two, and you were going to do? Ohio State. At two. Again, we talked about this today. I get it. I there's Would I be shocked if they are two? Absolutely not. But I do think that for what leads me to believe after the last two years, and I think this Michigan team is probably the best Michigan team. I know you disagree with that. But I would just yeah, give them just, a nod. I, I just think that first team may have been the best team for Michigan. Just the quarterback right now is the big difference that's yeah between those two teams. And I might change it halfway through the year, but then obviously because Ohio State still has uncertainty at quarterback too. Yeah, so no, I, I like them. And I just can't have Michigan in the playoff. I understand no, that no matter what. Uh number three, I'll go to you because you're gonna yell at me. Texas. Oh, that's really. Yeah. I, I, dude, I just, I can't wait for this to be your Nebraska and Miami of last year. I, I mean, I'm fully prepared for it. You're to ready happen. to hurt. I'm, I am ready to look like a stooge with, with how much I do like the, uh, now, like the only thing though that I have on them future wise though is the playoff. I don't have their over on their win total. I don't have anything on their Big 12. It's literally to make the playoff because I think if everything breaks right, which like if I if you're on the win total, if you're on them to win the Big 12, like why not take this plus 300 shot for them to make it to the playoff? I think yeah. there's a very real chance that they just breeze through the Big 12. I think there's a very real chance they beat Alabama and they are right in the playoff. You know what? Screw that. Like it's not even break right. It's just you have the you have the the roster that Texas has is a playoff caliber roster. Yeah, it's just it, don't Texas yourself. Yeah, if Texas Texas themselves. That's a lot. <laughs> that is, if Texas Texas them themselves, Steve Sarkeesian is the fuck out of there. Exactly. They have the quarterback. They have the roster. That is not... They even have the backup quarterback. They might have the third-string quarterback. <laughs> I I don't hate it. I'm just not doing it until I see it. When it happens... No, I, will, I get it. If they make the playoff, I will take Texas seriously from now on. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. This one's going to break your heart. I'm taking Clemson. You mother... At three. And the only difference is, is I think both of those teams are right there. Clemson and Florida State. Clemson gets Florida State at home. And they do not play LSU. And Garrett Riley is a hell of an OC, and he's got probably like as good as Max Duggan was. He was invited to the Heisman ceremony in New York. Cape Klubnik was a five star recruit. I'm just excited to see what he can do with him. I don't like Clemson either, to be honest with you. I know you have your dishate for him, but this defense is really good, and if the offense hums, they're going to be there. And then that's for again, I have the future on Florida State, but Clemson gets Florida State in Death Valley. And they do not have to play LSU. Yeah. I just, yeah. Well, yeah, then just, I'll, just, yeah. Yeah. Well, here, I'll get to my uh, fourth. It is the Florida State Seminoles. No, I don't. I, I, I can't argue with it. <laughs> I mean, it, it, like, I just see that this team, I think that this team is by far the best team in the ACC this season. Fuck what, fuck what Clemson has. I think that the the Florida State Seminoles have the best team in the ACC, and I think they are going to prove it this season. Who do you have it for? Remember when I told you I had a Pac-12 team there? It's USC, isn't it? I'm pivoting. 
Oh God. I'm pivoting. I'm, it's I'm pulling a Benedict. It's going to be Ohio State. I think it really <laughs> is. Because here's what's going to happen. They're going to, and it's, and I'm going to be so, like, dude, it, it I'm like, I'm going to be fucking furiated when this actually happens because I hold so much stock for me as like an old school kind of thinking guy. Like, you should win your conference to get to the playoff. That's how I feel. But guess what? Ohio State's going to win all of their games. In my opinion, they're going to lose to Michigan. And they're going to be 11 and 1. The Pac 12 is going to cannibalize itself like it always does. The Big 12 is going to do the same damn thing. I already got the ACC in, and I already got the SEC in, and I already got the other Big 10 team in. I can't remember where I've seen it, but I know there are like. Odds be- to get two in? Yeah. 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 It's going to be Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, it wasn't USC is the other one. I think I was going to go to Washington. Oh, really? I okay. didn't want to put their win total on there because... Wow, then if you would have, then like all three of my futures would have been in the playoff somehow. Yeah. I think it's going to be a rematch between Georgia and Ohio State. I really do. What, for the natty or... No, in the one oh, in four okay. spot here. All right, so you have your bracket. How do you have it going? I'm going to have Georgia and Michigan playing in the title game. I am going to be having Georgia versus Ohio State. And I'm going to have Georgia winning it again for the third straight year. Are you shaking my head? They're the odds on favor. No, They're basically no, even money. No. And Just I, do it. And, I'm not going to judge you. And it's going to be Georgia losing to Ohio You're State. Such a loser. <laughs> no, it, it would be, I think, Georgia. But at the same time, though, like. One kick away, like what is the story? One How do, one Marvin Harrison concussion away, possibly, possibly. I don't like to factor in injuries in my. Well, no, I'm shit, just saying if Marvin Harrison doesn't get injured in that game, that game's totally different. Maybe it a hundred percent maybe might have been different, but from what I'm saying, they make that kick, it's over. Like mm-hmm. I'm, what I'm trying to say is like if. Yours is still like there's a possibility for something else. Mine is a for sure. Mm-hmm. If he makes that kick, how are we viewing Georgia this season? Right. A team that lost in the lost in the playoff did not repeat as national champions. We might not th- with a new starting quarterback. Would they even be preseason number one if they lost that game? And Ohio State was national champions. Probably no. There's a possibility not. No, because the shoot the role would have been reversed, and Ohio State would probably be the favorite. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. One kick. So mm-hmm. for you to pick Ohio State, how am I supposed to judge that? Mm-hmm. Like no. at all? No, but I think Georgia wins it. All right, Connor. A week from tomorrow, we have college football. Meaningful college football to bet on. That was the off season. It's time to get into the picks. Back to one more episode next week, and then after that, two days a week, recaps yep. and picks. Yep. So, dude, I'm I'm so fucking excited. I am too, dude. I this is this is the greatest. We're going to make you guys some money. We're going to make ourselves some money. So we'll see you guys next Thursday. Peace.